commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another X-Wing podcast. I am your host, Pete Lambro, joined this week and every week. Well, he's not here yet. Chris will be here later. Uh, but we're back. We're back from vacation, and I'm joined by very special guest, Andrew Lewinsky. Andrew, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? I am exhausted. I, as listeners of this podcast know, I just got back from Disney World on Thursday, <laughs> I hear there's a cool Star Wars place there. Uh, yes, I went to the edge of the galaxy, um, which is located in the heart of Hollywood Studios huh. in sunny Orlando, Florida. Anyway, yeah, no, so I, de- I definitely we can talk about that in a little bit. We we'll talk about I, did, I went to Star Wars Land, um, had a great time, took the kids, but we were we were there, we were in Florida for ten days, and it was like. You know, you know this. You have kids. I need a yeah. vacation from my vacation. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, you send them back to school and then you take the extra day off. Yeah, right. Well, I, I was talking to, uh, uh, you know, so yeah. So, not, so I landed Thursday afternoon. And then Saturday we had the East Coast Gamers charity event, right? Which was like a, <laughs> nothing like four or five rounds of X-Wing after mm. being on vacation and wiped out, right? Um, but yeah, so I was talking to Gary. Uh, shout outs to you, Gary. Love Gary. I was talking to Gary, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "You have kids, right?" He's like, "I have an." Old, he has one kid, and she's a little older, right? So she's more self sufficient. I was like, "Oh," so I was like, "You're past the phase of need a vacation for vacation." He was like, "Yes." I'm like, "But I'm, but you remember that phase?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "It's terrible, right?" Because it's like so much work managing the little kids, right. right? That you're just like wiped out. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're back. Sorry for those couple weeks off, but we are back to get hyped. For my favorite time of year, it's Thanksgiving, baby. And then after that, it's PAX season. It's PAX. PAX. It's a week, week and a half away, Andrew. A week and a half away. Yeah. Talk, um, let's talk. Let's wrap to the people. Did you email right. them? I, I I sent the infamous. Uh, there should be one more email coming out. All we'll right. Do, we'll do the final week of email explaining everything. Um so if you didn't get the email, check your spam folders for some reason. I don't know. Um, or if you didn't get any email and you think you're signed up or anything like that, you know, definitely shoot me out an email or shoot me a message somewhere, somehow. Um, so, yeah, but I, we can go into a couple things. We have, uh, I want to say, anywhere from five to eight spots left uh, altogether. Uh, we had some, you know, late drops and some late sign up so um well yeah but that means that means we're at like 75 players right right so uh, on roll better we have 73 signed up um and i know there's two people that just have not signed up for roll better that have recently signed up um through the google form so um maybe hopefully they sign up there so we'll be at about 75 players did you uh, did you drop me from the roll better <laughs> i didn't but i mean I'm not, i don't really ever count you so okay um, or I just have hopes that you'll just be like, I'm playing. No. I know. Anyway, um, with that being said, for about 75, anywhere from like 70 to 80 players, we were going to do this, um, that 
the we're going to be doing i know originally we talked about doing maybe six rounds of swiss on saturday but i think we're settled on we're going to be doing five rounds of swiss on saturday and anybody that has a tournament score of 10 points at the end of the first day will get invited back to uh day two so we're going to do a total of seven rounds of swiss and so five the first day to the second day if you have 10 tournament points um so that's three wins and one draw um and you will be invited back to this second day now with that being said um if you are at 10 points chances of making the top four cut are very slim if not non-existent i'm pretty sure it's non-existent but there are top eight prizes yeah the um, lightsaber templates go all the way to top eight right Correct. Um, which was a little weird that they have like top 32 and then it's top eight. Like, cause I think there's yeah, also no, like force 16, charges. Yeah. yeah right. There's usually a top 16, but um, yeah, I think it's like force charges and the um, lightsaber templates. I have, to, so, I have to pay Brett to do well, to win, win some, uh, win some of the stuff yeah. he already, some duplicate stuff so I can have it. So he just needs to play in the Fangs Yacht tournament on Sunday. So he can't do well. Wait what? Why? Why? Yeah. Wait what? He needs to do the Fangs Out tournament so he can. Uh, not why does do he need well. to do the Fangs Well, why does he need Good. to do that? Because I need people to pad my numbers. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, listen, I'm signed up. I'm in. Hey, I'm hey. in on Fangs Out. I'm in. Hey, hey, hey. I know. I know. I know. I'm just trying to, like I said, pad my numbers. But anyway, yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Um, you know, five rounds on Saturday. If you are ten uh, tournament points on. You know, the end of the day, you will be invited to come play on uh, Sunday. Uh, then it's an additional two rounds of Swiss and then a cut to top four. Um, it is a shortened day, so we'll have more instructions on all that stuff that happens that day. Um, so that is the big announcement. Um, if you were going to PAX, uh, there is, they, they change the entrance to get into PAX every single year. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, Where so- is it this year? So this year, uh, it's to get into the if you if you're like queuing up in line. Yes. The the entrance is on Market Street this year, where last year it was on Broad Street. Wait, is it is it the one that's over? The market, you know that like, long hallway. Yeah, yeah. Like you yes. enter by the Hard Rock. Correct. And the Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Oh, so okay. you at least you can wait inside. Way. Right. So we're like last time it was everyone was waiting outside and had to go <laughs> in through Broad Street and then you go up to yes. like the you know. So they changed it again. Um, it's very similar. The entire setup is very similar to what was not last year, but the year before. Um, yes, that's actually, that's my preferred PAX right. entrance. Um, so that's, you know, where we're at right now. Um, you can get uh, the PAX app and we'll have a map of everything. Um, with that also being said, we are going to be under miniatures. And miniature HQ. So if you see like the giant hanging banners everywhere, mm-hmm. there's going to be one that says tournaments. We are not at tournaments. We're going to be at miniatures. I know which a couple again people, we were at last year. Yes, and I know a couple people went like, "Oh, we thought we were going to a tournament, so we went over to the tournaments." And you know, it's all card. No, games you're here right to there. play. You're here to play miniatures, not Connect Four. Correct. Um, so we'll be over there. We should have a huge. You, you should see X-wing people. Um, you know, we'll be yelling at the Legion people to be quiet and um you know we should be easier to find that way it's hall c if you come in a little bit late after that main queue is already done you can just look for hall c 
and uh, go that way. So, other than that, I think we're ready. I mean, we we do have room. We do have a spot, I should say, for one additional judge. If anyone is still interested in doing that, um, we have one spot open. Um, you looking for a judge for Saturday or for yeah, extended just, or Fangs Outlet? Uh, just Saturday. for just for Saturday for the most part. Um, we, okay. We're pretty much covered uh, otherwise else, but we do have a, a spot for one more judge. If you are interested, um, you can always reach out and. Uh, yeah, so it should be a great time. So, but yeah, we have those uh, again. Those other side tournaments, those Friday extended tournament. Can't wait to see what kind of degenerate stuff people put on the table from days of old. And then I'm uh, really curious. Uh, I'm really curious to see. I'd be curious to see if there's anything that is truly like despicable, right? Like, the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the ban list, like sense, obviously, like sense R two A six or whatever. Wait, are who's the one that changes the dial? R two A six is that R two A six right yeah 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 Yeah, I feel like I feel like Republic's got like quite a bit of dial peaking changing shenanigans Um, but I don't feel like there's outside of that I don't feel like it's too crazy because the loadout system kind of reigns in some truly insane stuff right right Um, yeah so I'm I'm really kind of hoping it's just people putting ships on the table that they haven't you know, been able to for a long right, time. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping to see like star vipers and stuff. Right. Uh, exactly. Honestly, like, a lot of scum stuff. Like I'd love to see the aggressors. I would love to see star vipers. Right. I would even love to see like man, a forlom or whatever. I'd like to see Lambda on the table, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like iconic ships, right? Like, right. Uh, exactly. So uh, ships that like, well, you think about the Lambda, you think surely that will come to standard someday, right? Like that'll that someday the Lambda, my beloved. Um, so someday it'll be back, but, you know, seeing it now would be fun. Like, that'll be fun. I'm going to definitely pop by on Friday and see, take a peek, say hi to everybody. Um, as we previously discussed, I'm not, I'm not playing Friday or Saturday, but I am going to play Fangs out. Right. But I, I'll be around. So if you're playing X-Wing and you see a big fat guy walking around, who's not playing X-Wing, but who seems to be having a great time talking to people playing X-Wing, that's me. Come say hi. Give him a sticker for his water bottle. No, my water bottle's full. We're full up. All right, give me stickers for my water bottle because I lost my water bottle and lost all my stickers. Oh my god, I got you. Uh, We, I have, I have some, I have some space bone arm stickers if you want those. I'll take them. Um. Um, So yeah, that's you know the just packs. I mean, everyone, like I said, uh, if this is your first packs, it's a great event. The problem, uh, my only complaint with packs is that like. They there's a huge line to get into the hall, the grand hall or the great hall, whatever it is. I'm sorry, it's called. Um, yes. where like we have nothing to do. Like I get like they wait, have to wait for the stores and everything, or the vendors to open and everything like that, and we're kind of disconnected from that. But people can't get into our area, um, until they all open. So it can get hectic to get in because you got to go through security and then you got to wait in line and everything like that. So it's kind of like, you know, um, on Saturday we're trying to start at 11 a.m. sharp, um, which I know people are probably laughing at me. The floor opens at 10 a.m., right? Correct. So, I mean, we have an hour from, you know, you to get in, get registered, checked in. Um, Now, I will tell you that they start allowing you to go through security and get into the, the convention hall Correct. Before 10. It's that there is then these like cattle lines that they fill up that the doors to the actual expo hall proper do not open until 10. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So you can get in. Like, I, I want to say it's almost like seven o'clock that you can start queuing up. But yeah. I mean, and people do that. Yeah, absolutely do. Um, I mean, if you get there, like, I don't know, um, 
anywhere between like nine thirty and ten o'clock, you're fine. Um, yep. If you get there at ten o'clock, you're probably fine, honestly. So, but like I said, I know like because of security and everything like that they do. Um, it, it can be a little bit of a hassle to get through the door initially. Um, but otherwise, you know, it, it should be a smooth event, and that's uh, you know anyone that's been to any of our events before, it's uh, going to be a good time. I'm I'm extraordinarily excited. I'm excited just for the convention. It's, a, it's it is my favorite convention. Um, that and truly Adepticon was one of my favorites. Yeah, and they're very similar scale, right? Being at PAX is not overwhelming in the way that being at Gen Con is like overwhelming. It's like you're tired just walking around Gen Con, and it's a different kind of tired at PAX, right? It's like a, a more normal tired. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited to play some games. I'm really excited for PAX. And but I just I I I said to my wife today, I was like. It's next week. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> like, it's Thanksgiving in a couple days, and then next week is PAX. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, uh, it, it, it just kind of came. And, like, um, usually this time of the year, I'm very, like, I'm running my laser cutter nonstop. I'm, you know, make, checking all my vendors to make sure everything's going to be on time. And uh, I won't lie, it's a little bit nice that uh, we have Kind of nice that, you, that you've official price support. Exactly. You so. Uh, I, I, AMG themselves won't have, I believe they're going to have some, uh, uh, what is it called? Social media representation there, but they, yes, them themselves, they, and they did last year too. Yeah. Right. Um, but I also know I'm, from what I'm hearing is next year, they're going to have a huge showing at PAX. That'll um, be exciting. Yes. Uh, I know FFG is going to be at PAX, which I was excited. FFG is going to be at PAX. I believe Star Wars Unlimited might be shown at PAX. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, which I would love. You want to do that on Friday? You want to, Dude, uh, yeah. So f- f- I, I really wanted to play in the Friday extended tournament, but right. I mean, the, the PAX uh, itself is such a great event that it's like, no, you have to do a con day. Uh, so that's going to be my con day um, of just, you know, but yeah, if, if they're doing that, I will 100% be down yeah. for that. That's awesome. I, um, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm glad I'm, I wanted to have you on specifically because I wanted to talk packs, right? Like yeah. that. It's I feel like it's important to keep the word, keep the good word about packs open, so that if you want to sign up for the world qualifier Thangza tournament or extended tournament, that it happens next weekend, December first through third. The world qualifier specifically is December second, with the second day Swiss slash Top Cut on December third, Sunday, December third. If you want to sign up, there are links in the description of this podcast. You can also find out more information if you join the Liberty Squadron Discord. If you join the Carolina Crate Discord, there's lots of pinned links there for stuff. But we will put the links in this description here. Uh, and uh, and you can click the link to sign up with the Google form. And then uh, you'll get the emails Andrew's talking about. And you'll be able to sign up on Roll Better um, to get all signed up. Any other Discords you really post these in? Lo- local ones. Uh, yeah, not, not necessarily. A lot Liberty of the, uh, the best place yeah. for that. Either Liberty or the crate. The crate's pretty active, uh, you know, and they ask a lot of questions too. So, but yeah, either way. Right, yeah, there's a lot of a lot um, of information there. And there's like a pinned PAX thread there too. Right. Um, so yeah, either of those discords, you'll probably get the same exact information. Um, yep. So, but yeah, I mean, we we've I, I tell you what, we have eight spots left. Definitely, if I go over, you know, because some one of these late registrations finally sign up, I can right. find space. <laughs> I'll throw a mat somewhere. Weird out. Uh, so yeah, eight spots left. Let's fill it up. Let's get this. Let's get this thing sold out. If you're on the fence, like uh, someone else, you know, just do it. Just do it, man. Not me. Not you. 
it's breaks my heart any uh, any other questions about pa- pax as like a con you know or what are you excited for at pax me yeah are you like going for like anything specific uh board games with my wife and not being in charge of my children That's just, are there any board games that you're like excited for that you or are you just going with the flow I'm kind of just going with the flow. I haven't, uh, my, so my sister-in-law, uh, my one sister-in-law always checks out, um, lots of board games in advance mm. and, and makes, uh, sure to like make a list of things we should try. Actually, you know, here's my, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm going to do Netrunner at, um, at Paris. Really? Yeah. So, um, well, some of the local folks, they do, uh, let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, we are. They do. Uh, they're doing an event called Janksgiving. Okay. Uh, it's like jank, jank Thanksgiving, where uh, so on their Discord, uh, on the main Netrunner Discord called Green Level Clearance, you can basically you can they have some special deck building rules, and you can and you roll you know three sets of uh, it's like you get an ID, like you get a, a character, and you get uh, three different cards. And you have to use those cards in a deck and then build the rest of the deck out. Hmm. Right. <laughs> so it's like so you get like you so you get some choices for like which one. You don't have to use like truly the most terrible ever, but uh you end up with some really, really funny combos. Um and maybe some okay combos too. Can we can we translate that to X Wing? Everyone uh yeah, so it's, it's it well it's it's similar to uh Jank Tank, where you would yeah. roll uh, so imagine, imagine Jank Tank, but instead of rolling a full random list, you roll like 15 points of a random list or like right. 12 points of a random list. And then you're able to fill in the rest, uh, with whatever you want. So it's like, you're, you're slightly jank handicapped, uh, but you might end up discovering a combo or you might end up discovering a way to make a non often used thing work better. Right. Uh, so it's 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 it, that's going to be a fun event. That's like a very short, small event. So I'm going to do that. Um, play lots of board games. Hang out. I'm going to eat lots of donuts from oh. the uh, from the the Dutch donut place. Baylor's. Baylor's. Yeah. You have a favorite donut from there? Uh yeah, yeah. I think we went over this last time. No, yeah. you're right. The Fritter. apple fritter or the blueberry fritter. Yeah. I love that they they do like a peanut butter cream donut there too. It's fucking tight. Anyway, they've got like a, it's like a peanut butter bacon donut. It's got like sprinkled See, bacon I don't, on top. That's that's deck. That's too decadent for me. It's still it's good. Uh, I, I always love getting from the Euro place in the Reading Terminal Market. Love a Euro. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, okay. um, oh, so okay, one. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic of food, um, nice. we were we were planning like an after party or packs, you know, but then it kind of got to be a little bit too expensive. But I yeah. believe um, what we're going to try to do is there's a brewery, Yards Brewery, if you're familiar with their beers or anything like that. We're going to um, – it's like a 10-minute Uber ride from the convention center. We decided to go a little bit away from the convention center because Center City can get hectic with everyone it at the convention. It gets so crap. Yeah, please. Don't, don't, don't even think about trying to get like food from the Panera at like right. 7 p.m. You'll, you just can't, right? Right. So, I mean, with everyone, you know, being done in the tournament, everyone's going to be leaving at the same time. So yeah. the Yards yeah, Brewery carpool. is, yeah, exactly. I mean, like like I said, it's a 10-minute Uber ride. It's quick enough that it's, like, just far enough outside the city, and the place is huge. We shouldn't have a problem getting, it, you know, a giant table there, and then, you you know, whatever. The food's great there. Um, nice. So we're all going to be headed there after the uh, World's Qualifier Swiss. Um, so 
if you're looking for something to do afterwards, definitely check that out. Um, you know, ask me any details you need about that uh, while we're there um, at the convention still. And I can give you all the details of, you know, where we're going and everything like that if you need uh, details or if you just need, you know, someone to carpool with, you know, to if, you know, ride chair or anything like that, we can uh, yeah. hook you up. So. All right. Love to see everyone there. Yep. That's, yeah, really. that's very exciting. But, uh, yeah. Um, what else? What else we want to talk about today? Oh, we want to talk. Do you want to talk about Disney World? Yeah, let's talk about Disney. Flying high off the mouse magic. Uh, or do you want to do Star Wars question of the week first? What do you want to do? Do you think Chris is showing up? No, he just texted. He's not going to be able to be here till later. Uh, he might show up later, but yeah, you want to. You All right, let, let's 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 defer until the end. Let's talk Disney the... World. Okay, let's talk Disney World. I've been to the edge of the galaxy, Andrew. No, and lots of other places. How does space work? Now, like technically, like could that technically be the edge of the galaxy? I, I don't, I don't know. And and thinking about it too long makes my head hurt. <laughs> like, how do you measure the edge of the galaxy? And could that be at any point in space? Uh, I don't, I don't think you can actually do that. Well, I okay. think there is an edge of the. I think I guess galaxy galaxies are contained objects, right, in space. So I guess there is an edge of the galaxy. But important because there's also like so in Star Wars specifically, there's the outer rim, right, which is mm-hmm. like meant to be like the outermost area of like charted space, right, like or of or of the Republic at least, um, like and the concept of like a rim world that comes up in sci-fi a lot, right. Sounds right. Uh, have you been? Have you been to Galaxy's Edge? Though, I have been to Galaxy's Edge. You have been to Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Here. So, so thematically, for anyone who does not know, it's meant to be a planet called uh, Batu and a specific outpost called the Black Spire Outpost on Batu. So it's like they've built this area up to be a very specific place in Star Wars fiction, and it's set during, um, it is set between episodes uh, eight and nine, right? So uh, there's a couple different rides there, right? So you can ride the Millennium Falcon, and the Millennium Falcon is parked there because uh, Chewbacca came here to get some parts and stuff for the Resistance, and uh, everybody's favorite Hondo Onaka decided, like, he was like, hey, I'll help you out if you loan me the Millennium Falcon. So the Millennium Falcon ride is you're doing work for Hondo piloting the Falcon. Did you pilot it? I did. I did. My daughter and I piloted, and she was she was a liability. Charlotte Ooh. is terrible at flying the ship. And I'll, let me tell you. So my son is uh, three, but he's very tall, right? So he's tall enough to ride a bunch of stuff. And we're and I was like, all right, well, you know, we're going to go on the Millennium Falcon ride. And my son was like, I want to ride the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, okay, you can, right? But he got really overwhelmed and really upset, right? He did not like it, and so I felt really bad for him, right? Except then. Then we're like, we get up the next morning and he's like, dad, I'm like, yeah, bud. And he's like, I want to ride that Millennium Falcon again. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like the ride you hated yesterday. He's like, yeah, I want to ride that again. <laughs> I'm like, but you were scared. He's like, I won't be scared this time. And I'm like, all right. So we went back, <laughs> we went back to Galaxy's Edge. Like we went back to Hollywood Studios another day and, uh, and he kept bringing it up. He's like, I want to ride the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, all right. So we rode the Millennium Falcon and he killed it. He was so hyped the second time around. He just nice. needs to get used to it, I guess. He was the gunner position. And we're like, hey, just press the button when it lights up. And he's like, I'm pressing my button. I'm like, good job, buddy. <laughs> You're just <laughs> killing it. Uh, I wrote, I, I, I did get a chance to ride Rise of the Resistance, which the last time I went, I was not yet open. It didn't exist yet. Oh. Uh, that How was did a, you like it? That was a crazy ride. I liked it a lot. 
Um, I, you, I was really impressed with it. The the things I like about it in particular were that they really melded the pre-show. Because a lot of rides in Disney World have a pre-show, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, you're going to go on the Haunted Mansion ride, right? Before you actually sit in the little buggy to go on the Haunted Mansion ride, you step into the room and they tell a story and they set the scene. And then you like step through the doors and you board the thing, right? It just kind of breaks up the line waiting a little bit. They do that for They do that for a lot of rides there um, right like they do it for millennium falcon um in fact the to me one of the coolest parts of the millennium falcon ride is after you do the pre-show where hondo's like ah my friends come let's do the hot business i'm like yeah sure hondo you walk through and you are in the like main living area of the falcon and like this like meticulously recreated section of it right and like you can sit down at the at the space chess table right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, so I have a picture there. I'm like, that's the, like that should be the ride. You just go and you get to walk there and then you leave. <laughs> and then, but then you also you walk into the cockpit and it's like that's like super nicely recreated too. It's this like um, perfectly shitted up like fake old setup they got there. Right. But yeah, so so Rise of the Resistance does that as you know, uh, but perhaps the listener who does not know. So you you step into a room and and. Ray and BB-8 are there and they're like, oh, oh well, a hologram Ray is like, we have a mission for you. You guys are resistance recruits. We're going to fly to this other secret base. They're like, but don't fucking tell nobody where the secret base is. Okay. Right. And you're like, okay, fine. So then you walk, then you, the, the part I liked so much is you walk literally outside, right? You walk in back into the hot Florida sun, which is like uncommon for a ride pre-show. Right. And park next to you is the black one T-70. And then in front of you is this like transport ship and you like walk onto the transport ship and you don't sit down. You don't buckle. There's handrails to hold on to. And they do a kind of like it like shakes and there's a motion happening on the screen like you're taking off and you get, you know, like tractor beamed onto a Star Destroyer or something like that. So then when that same door you entered with opens again, it's now you're in a Star Destroyer like thing and this is still like this is the next part of the line basically it's like you're not on the ride yet uh because then they go and separate they do the thing where they're like how many in your party and they put you in like different areas to like wait they're like oh stand on this line stand on this line and then you're ready to board the ride vehicle right and like and then you get buckled and and then the, the ride happens and it's a type of ride now uh i learned a lot about this um my family and i were watching on disney plus they have this behind the attraction uh, series have you seen this this documentary no 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 not yet it's pretty cool um it delves into like behind the scenes on all these different uh disney attractions like famous disney land and disney world attractions mm-hmm. um but specifically this type of ride is called a trackless ride a trackless right. dark ride you heard about this yeah this yeah, term yeah. Before? yeah i was i never i never really heard this right. term before yes. because like the vehicles kind of move independently right they're not like necessarily on like a roller coaster right um, right, you know what ride is like that at Legoland, the Lego Factory ride. Oh, I did not get a chance to ride that one. Oh, that that's a it's a fun ride, and it's a it's another trackless ride. Uh, you get shrunk down to be the size of a Lego. Oh, that's yeah. a, I'll have to check that out. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So the, it's, the, I thought the, it was the, great. That new Mickey Mouse ride is like that too. The yes, it is, railway. and we we rode that a couple times too. What a yeah. great ride that! My son really liked that. Yeah, um, yeah. He thought it was silly when. Uh, the hurricane was happening, the tornado was happening or whatever. The wind is all blowing. 
I like it when uh, Daisy's giving you the dance lessons. The dance lessons. Yeah, that's funny, too. Yeah, she's like, oh, everybody dance. I like, yeah, I, li- I like that. Uh, I really like, I, I, man, I had so much fun. We rode so many rides. My daughter has become a little thrill seeker, though. It's a little dangerous. She loves roller coasters. And we went to the Animal Kingdom where they have a roller coaster uh, called Expedition Everest. Right? Uh, super fun roller coaster. Uh, but it didn't have a very long line because it was like it was not uh, it was not raining, but it was like misting all day. Right. Uh, so the and and Animal Kingdom was not a busy park, right? Uh, so it was not busy. This thing had like a fifteen minute wait all day. Charlotte and I rode Expedition Everest six times, um, which is a lot of times to go on a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of those times were back to back. It was like end of the night. We were getting ready to go. We had ridden it four times during the day. We're getting ready to go. <clears throat> and, my, and, and Charles like, can we go ride Expedition Everest one more time? And I'm like, all right. So I talked to my wife and she's like, I'll go get everyone else loaded in the car. You go ride it and we'll just pick you up at the entrance. I said, great. So we run over there. We get on. We ride. We waited like five minutes. We ride the ride. We get off the ride. She goes, can we go one more time? And I'm like, all right, don't tell your mom. Come on. Right. So we, we run back to the entrance. And this time, we literally didn't stop to wait in the line. You just kept moving. And then we sat in the front row. And at this point, it's like nighttime. You can see all the other parks like lit up when you get to the top. It was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we wrote so, that six times. I, I want to. Yeah. I, I'd probably puke at that point. Oh. At six times. And so yeah, this yeah, one didn't yeah. go upside down or anything. But yeah, I, I, was, I was starting right. to feel it. I was like, she's like, I was like, I'm not feeling sick, but I'm like, I am tired from riding the roller coaster. Uh, like, my body hurts. And she's like, the, okay. The only one at Disney that's our Mission Space, that one absolutely. That makes you sick. I, we didn't, we skipped Mission Space. Yeah. We skipped um, a lot of Epcot stuff. Epcot was crazy busy the day we went because the Food and Wine Festival was there and we were there Veterans Day weekend. Yeah. So it was so really everyone's busy. Awesome. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of a way to okay, going back to the rise of the resistance. Yes, Do, are you trying to avoid spoilers? Spoiling, it Duh, spoil it. It's a okay, okay. At the <laughs> end of the ride, we're gonna have yes. spoilers for the rise spoilers. of the resistance. Yep, sure. At the end of the ride, what version of Kylo did you see? I don't, I don't the know what s- version that he gets sucked into space. No. The one where he's in the silencer? Yes, he was in the okay. silencer. Okay, so uh, there's two versions of it. The accurate, the correct version of it is he basically is like in front of a window and um, he, you know, draws his lightsaber out and then I forget what happens yeah, that, exactly. That yeah, he and drew then his he lightsaber. Gets, and then like something happens where like, you know, the window blows out behind him and he gets sucked out into space and then like oh. something falls in front of him. And, um, you know, you don't get to see it, which I think is the cheesier version of the two. The other version, so when the animatronic breaks, though, they have it set up so that they can show that he shows up in this silencer and, like, he's in space and, like, you know, everything. And he does his little speech um, and does we, it that way. And I think that's the cooler version of the two. <laughs> we So what happened to us, so he, we animatronic Kylo Ren, like, you're in the, the theme of the ride, you know, you're escaping yeah. Star Destroyer, right? And uh, he drew his lightsaber, and then the, the blast door shut. And then you start going, and then it like the lightsaber comes down through the ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part happened. Uh, and then, and then yeah, he was in the silencer on a screen. I didn't know he was supposed to be. What's interesting right. you say that might have been because it was broken, because um, 
Rise of Res- you may so uh, the way I've been going to Disney for a long Disney World for a long long time and back back in my day back when I was a youth uh we fast passes were like a paper thing you had to like right. bring your ticket to the ride and sign up for the fast pass now you like pay to be able to get fast pass you get it all through the app but like Rise of the Resistance you have to pay extra dollars it was like $20 or $17 per person to ride it one time. And the times that were offered by the time we were in the park, able to buy it were late. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, and the wait was like 95, hundred minutes or whatever. So at one point the ride was broken down. Right. So I said to my daughter, I said, let's just go kind of hang out in galaxy's edge and see what happens. Right. So we like went over there and my wife met us over there. She was like, you know, my son was taking a nap, so he was hanging out with grandma for a few minutes. And then, uh, you know, so my wife and I went over, you know, uh, so my wife met us over there, rather. And then, so we're over there, and uh, Charlotte and I are hanging out, and we went to go see uh, the Mandalorian showed up. Mando was there, so we're, like, waiting in the crowd, maybe going to meet Mando. And, uh, and my wife kind of runs over. She goes, guys, guys, guys. And she's like, I just overheard a photographer tell another family, like, now might be the time. So yeah. we kind of we just kind of like hightailed it back to Rise of the Resistance, nice. um, and they had updated the standby wait to say sixty minutes. And I was like, "Come on, child, let's go wait!" Right? So we get on the line. We waited like twenty minutes. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome, right? Yeah. So we we just kind of camped it while it was broken down. So yeah, thank. I mean, thankfully, uh, I would say when last time I went, my uh, son was too little to ride the ride, and um, so I was like, "Whatever." I was like, "I'll just pay for myself." I was like being all greedy. Yeah. And then like it it did break down and like um but like when my time came up to go do it I was just like all right sweet like it came back on and then like that's when it was explained to me that like there's two different versions of the ending and then you know um, interesting so yeah when it breaks down it's usually because the animatronic of Kylo standing in front of the window or whatever uh breaks down so they have to switch it to the uh, version of him in the silencer which like I said I I watched it on a video of you know what I, I was missing and I was just like I like my version better. Yeah, I, I, I thought because, it was great. He was in the silencer. I was yeah. like, I like, I love that. I, Being I an X-wing nerd, you're like, I yo. Say, <laughs> I say this to every FO player. I'm like, my my favorite, like one of my favorite ships to like look at on the table is the silencer. Oh, that's so and good. again, controversial to say, I prefer the second edition silencer. That's fair. Silencer. Uh, I know people like the chat silencer, but I think they like it ironically. Yeah, like right. it's like funny. Uh, anyway. But speaking of X-wing, let's I talk about like someone, let's talk about the exquisite wing, so people don't get too mad at us. Yeah, yeah. Much. Someone, uh, someone got their invite this weekend. That's true. Oops, we're going this episode. Oops, Pete's going to worlds. Um, oops, Pete's going to worlds. Oops, oops. I didn't. I uh, yeah. So I got, I got off the plane. Uh, yeah. So this so this past weekend was a East Coast Gamers Thomas River, New Jersey. Mike Bird hosts a, a charity event. He does it once or twice a year. Uh, I love going cause a lot, you know, you donate toys to, again, this is a local charity, like hyper local New Jersey charity that helps kids, you know, get toys for Christmas and clothes and all kinds of stuff. Right. And, uh, I, you know, so I was like going, uh, and it was going to be, you know, this Saturday and I was like, Oh boy, I'm getting back from Disney. I might be too tired. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Right. You know, and then Mike is posting like, Hey, everybody, please post your list on Thursday so we can review it in advance of the event. Right. And make sure everyone has a legal list. And I'm like, Oh man. So I texted him. I'm like, listen, my list is going to be coming in hot because I am landing on an airplane. I'm like, not ready. Um, but I was like, you know, let's, let's go have fun. Right. Uh, and I guess the power of uh, the mouse magic carried me. 
so I went I went four and zero in the Swiss, um, and then we did we did a top four cut, and I won my first cut game. Um, and then the person I was going to play in the final uh, is Walter. Shout out to Walter. Um, he and I had actually already just played in round four. <laughs> um so he was coming for revenge but uh at this point it was like 8 38 45 at night and we both had an over two hour drive home and walter already won an invite from a previous store champ so i was like it's gonna pass to me no matter what i said do you want to play or do you just want to like shake on it and just share the share the win and he was like let's just let's just call let's get home right so we like cleaned up and chit chatted a little bit um so I I, 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 won with an asterisk, let's say. I mean, yeah, it, it was, it, it was a long day and, and like, yeah. but I mean, listen, I mean, you I would have played like if he, if he, right. if he was eager to play, I would have stayed and played. Like I would have right, right, right. I mean, but at that point you were already five and oh, so it was kind of just like, right. You deserve, regardless of what would have happened in that last game, it was kind of like you, you deserved every right to get that invite. So, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely feel like I definitely feel like I earned it. And it was like and, and don't get me wrong. I know I'm very casual about like, you know, wanting to go to worlds and stuff. But like because the thing I was explaining to my wife was like, I'm going to go to Adepticon no right. matter what. Having a world's invite just means I play X-Wing on a different day and I get better participation prizes. Uh, but that doesn't like don't mistake my casualness about that or my realism about that for like not being excited. Sure. I think participating in the main world's event is super exciting, I think winning a store championship or quote unquote winning with asterisk store championship is like super exciting. Like I was so proud to have done well and had a good time. And, you know, I played lots of good games. I played um, shout out to Will and Dan and Gary and Paul and, and Walter, the folks I played all day. Like we, we, we all had a great game. I think Gary and I in our top cut game uh, had more laughs um, than, any other game I've played in a while, right? We just were having a really fun time, very, very casual time. Um, as he decided, soon to your fail is impossible to kill because I got lucky on three <laughs> dice rolls. <laughs> hey, I, I lucked, I lucked out. I had, I, I had mods, I had defensive mods, but I also like got the rolls I needed, right? To like not get damage, and he was like, "Well, you can't kill soon to I'm like, "You totally can. You just gotta keep shooting." But then, but then he yeah. just, <laughs> uh, yeah. um. Oh, we also had a uh, poor Gary. Just now, I'm not going to bat rep all the the whole tournament. Poor Gary. Shout out to Gary's Lulo. Uh, Lulo took some hits early on, but was doing okay. Had two health left, and uh, was sitting in a pretty good spot, like getting heading towards the middle. And I was able to push through one crit on Lulo, and it was a loose stabilizer. So Lulo had to go straight and minimum two straight, which would have put him on a rock. <laughs> Or turn. So it was like a real Sophie's Choice situation. It's like you can turn and die or go straight and die. Right? Like, yeah. Options. Um, he opted to turn and die. Um, well, uh, what, what was your list? Oh, yeah. So, I, as, so I've been challenging myself since the summer to stick with Empire. And I've just been doing kind of variations on, on a theme, right? Like variations on the on the Vader, uh, Vader and some friends, right? So this most recent iteration I did was uh, Vader, Starter Pack Vader. Your boy, not your boy Vader, Standard not Loadout, Starter Pack Vader. Um, and then I had uh, Standard Loadout Tomax and Deathfire from the new pack, right? Both, Deathfire is like maybe one of my favorite ships in the game right now. He's so much fun and so 
different and people keep forgetting he has a Connor net. And that's like, you know, you get him with the sneaky nimble bomber Connor net and they never see it coming. It's great. Um, so you say, yeah. So, uh, Santa Lara Tomax and Deathfire. Then I had major Rhymer in the, uh, customized major Rhymer with, uh, uh, saturation salvo barrage rockets and, uh, ion bombs. Ion bombs also hugely powerful. Right. Uh, and then lastly, I put in soon to fell, uh, who I had never played on in person before, um, like in real life. Uh, I played him against you on TTS once, uh, and I've tried him like here and there online, but I've never, I've never dug out an interceptor model and played it on the table. Yeah. Uh, I had to find the dial. Right. Uh, and I suit your fail who had marksmanship, ruthless and shield upgrade. And what a bananas upgrade ruthless is. Yeah. Uh, I played it wrong the entire day. I thought I thought my friendly ship that I was damaging also had to be the in, in the attack arc, so I always selected someone in the attack arc. It doesn't need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, just rage one of the defender. Right. That's it. Like, uh, you take that damage. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it, it, sometimes it's like, oh, sorry, Deathfire overshot you because he's setting up to drop a Connernet on you next turn. What if I just plink a damage on this guy who can't be shot by anybody else? Right. Who cares, right? Uh, yeah. So that, like, so so Sutier did not die throughout the day. I was very proud of that. Uh, shout outs to Dan. Dan Mercer came closest to killing him. He had him on two at one point. Um, <laughs> Dan two also, health left. Two health left. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, because he had shield upgrades. So oh, four. he did have shield update. Okay, shield okay, yeah. Well, and then uh, I also didn't lose Vader, and again, Dan came closest to killing Vader. He had Vader down to uh, because of concussion bombs. Had Vader down to one hull and one shield, right? right. Um, and yeah, so there there was a lot of there was and and the thing I liked about the thing I like about playing in person X wing that I don't like that is lost online to me is that there was a lot of like the human part of of the games that like ended up kind of mattering like my not being able to eyeball a turn against dan i ended up Mm. landing myself on a rock with vader in like a really pivotal turn when and and landing vader on that rock meant dr afra got to not not sure it meant um or a sing in the fire spray got to live a full at least one extra turn maybe two extra turns which meant more concussion bombs which meant more damage on vader right like it was like this kind of rolling situation uh and then the very last turn of that game right uh dan was now the one who like misjudged spacing and he self-bumped himself right so he's he couldn't do a rotate with Sunfac to like get another shot. So he only ended up having just a single shot on Vader to try and kill him. And he didn't kill, him, right? Like it was like a very, like it basically, it was like, all right, it comes down to this. If, if he can shoot and do two damage to Vader, he wins. And if he can't, he doesn't win, right? That's it. Yeah. The end. And, and he didn't do it. Right. Uh, that was a super close game. That was like a 20 to 18 game. It was like a super type of game. And I love games like that. And I like to play, you know, I've been playing with Dan. I tell stories about Dan all the time. because We've been playing together for so long. Um, but yeah, so like that was a really great game. Playing against Paul was really great. Like he was flying Han, uh, and it was just like really representative of the, how strong the ion bombs are specifically. Because uh, like a well, like he was doing like an outside orbit with Han, and getting him with an ion bomb meant basically Han was out of the game for like two or three turns Ooh. because the fighting was all far away. Like we were able to just kind of move all the way from where Han was, and then he had to just one bank or whatever and he was just stuck he like couldn't yeah. get where he needed to go um 
which was obviously beneficial for me, right? Um, and again, there's just there was just a lot of a lot of uh, like solid good moments um, throughout the day, and, and a lot of good opponents, and I had a really great good. time playing. And I'm so I'm super I'm super I'm super super uh, fell pilled now. I'm like, I'm like, that's what a what a, I totally get the hype. Like, what a cool ship that is, right? It looks cool too. I had the one with oh, the yeah. red stripe, the model with the, yeah, the right, red right. stripe on it. Yeah, no, uh, ECG's charity events are like the second best uh, tournaments in the tri-state area. Right second behind only packs to unplugged. PAX, baby, PAX, PAX Unplugged. Uh, December 1st to 3rd, see you there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, the uh, Interceptors, funny story about the Interceptors, my very first time ever going to a store to play uh, X-Wing. Yeah. Having no idea what the heck I was doing in 1.0 days throws three interceptors on the uh, table as my list. Just three interceptors and just gets completely obliterated by some X-Wings. Thanks, Jonathan. That's the I want to get lunch early list. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. Right, so I was right. kind of just like, this is fun. I meet people. And then like, <laughs> my interceptors died in two turns. Um, but no, no, great showing. Like I said, I mean, like you earned that invite. So, I mean, like, and I know um you know you're humble about it but i mean man you, you had a great showing so well you definitely I, deserved every uh ounce of that uh, invite now who who came first in swiss again andrew can you remind me of this? Yeah, i don't remember i think it was you i think it was you my friend uh, you barely top, top swiss player uh with a scum list no doubt uh so i, I really i want to hear i want you to tell us your scum list and i want i want you to read it out Okay, I, I, I can Thank recite you. it. Uh, so we have Fen with what I'll call his standard loadout now. So it's Fearless, Mando Optics, uh, Predator, and Beskar Reinforced Plating. Um, with Old Terok with basically the same, but he can only fit Marksmanship instead of um, Predator. So we have Fen, Ulti, my signature Fangs. Then we have Lee Makai with Plasma Torps and R4B11. Is that right? It's the uh, um, the the spend a stress make you reroll. Yeah, spend red token to oh, make you excuse me. That is a uh, yeah yeah. So I mean, you can have, you can spend one of your buddy's locks on it to make them reroll. Um, okay. And then we have Doctor Afra um, with. You know, her basic standard loadout of Han Solo Gunner, Rook Cast Crew, Contraband Cybernetics, and Uncar Plut, uh, in case, you know, you bump something and need to take that damage for the reinforce or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good list that performs well. Um, I, there was two, you know, it was funny, speaking of Gary, the game that I played him, we, we, I think it was the game that we came back from lunch, it might have been, and then uh, we were both like, probably had the food you know comas and we're just like both hitting rocks and it was just like okay well at least we're both doing it at this point yeah right i I didn't feel bad that it was just one of us you know so it was kind of like a very fair but um yeah um it's a good list that performs uh i definitely misplayed afra twice in two of my games um to you know bill hayes you know he played a hell of a game and you know it, it was super close um ended up being but like i mean the it was a learning experience for the first time putting Afro on a table as opposed to TTS. So it was kind of something right. that I really um, learned for next time that it's kind of like, it, I understand, you know, you kind of want to hang her back and, you know, but if you hang her too far back, she's completely out of the fight and that doesn't matter. And then my game that I played Walt in the cut, um, 
he, you know, I, I put her too far ahead and then he was able to get behind her. And like, that was, you know, once you get behind a white me, um, they can't turn right. around. So it's just a matter of, you know, can they just hold off as much damage, uh, while everything else plinks away at, you know, what's shooting her. Um, so, you know, Walt put a great game and he ended up, uh, beating me in that, you know, final cut match. Um, Cause that I was, was really looking team. forward to playing Pete, but um, we'll stay for that. Uh, we should, we should play on TTS. We should uh, we, do we the matchup. We should, we should, see, we, see should host, we should host like Yaxby live and have people come and watch us yeah. play. Yaxby live and people heckle us. You want to play? Yeah, a great. I'll, I'll, I'll be, bring this list of packs. We can play. We'll yes. Get a pick um, oh yeah. That'd be great. Um, but okay. So like, uh, I, I want to talk like uh, real quick. Uh, and I kind of thought about this, you know, like you said, you always have, you know, uh, post not clarity afterwards um yeah yeah <laughs> of, of things you did wrong but then you also have things that you kind of did right and like um yeah. the one thing like i said like i like i said i talked about you know afra it's like you have to kind of put her in the right spot at the right time um otherwise she's either out of the fight or she's too far into the fight um yeah. so that's you know learning experience but one of the really one of the things that i really like about uh mandalorian optics on these fang fighters is it's kind of like you almost like telegraph who you're going to be shooting and like with Fenrail, it's kind of like, you know, okay, he's got Predator, so you don't really need Mandalorian optics, but at the same time, it's like, we talk about that human, um, you know, interaction and everything like that, and it's kind of like, sometimes you'll be like, okay, you know, I- I'm going to take the lock on something, but my dial, which you don't know, is I'm actually going to be nowhere near. So, like, you know... Interesting. It, I was, it, it yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that, but, but you're, you're, it's misdirection for you. Right. So, like, okay, you're like, okay, I'm going to be taking a lock on this person. So, like, um, maybe with Fenra going last, you're going to be like, okay, that person could be like, I might boost or barrel because, you know, I think you're going to be doing a two-turn with Fen because that's what he does. But then Fen completely turns away and you're just like... Uh, you know, you still have the mods that you need with Fen. Um, mm-hmm. And it could just be that, you know, you were able to take the lock and you're holding it for later. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I have no intention of shooting you, but I'm going to hope my opponent thinks I'm going to be shooting you. And maybe they'll a either try to put that person out of the fight or do something where, you know, it might be what they think I'm going to be doing. And, you know, it's suboptimal. So, um, it's definitely something that, you know, maybe I'm overthinking that too, but I think at the same time, it's something that, um, definitely well, you could, you know, play off that, you know, okay, I'm going to shoot that. And on the flip side of it, you can also punish people if you have an option to really, uh, you know, experiment with that and say, okay, they are going to be doing that. And I now have focus lock on that person. Well, so often, so often, and I'm, I'm specifically thinking about, um, first order matchups, right? I'm, I'm really thinking about, like uh, whisper Kylo, like Wylo. Yep. Doing that move against Wylo is hugely impactful because oh, yeah. they have a ton of linked actions and a lot of the combinations are a little weird, right? But a lot of them also involve like a booster barrel and he's locked at I-5, right? Uh-huh. So you're forcing them to think more critically about a ship that already has so many options that it adds just to the mental load, right? And it increases the chance that they'll make a mistake, right? And whether or not Fen's going for them at all, it's like, I've locked him now. Now what do you have to do? Figure it out now, right? And it's like, it just incentivizes them to like, maybe have like an itchy trigger finger or something like that. Like just to make a choice that might not be the right choice for them. And it it literally 
I could see how that could really help you, right? Right, right. So, I mean, that, that's definitely something that I've been thinking about. Like, it's funny when, like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to lock this person in the system phase. And then you can just kind of see them, like, all right, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, and then you, like, do a five straight pass them and you're just like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> like, right. I was like, oh, well, it's going to be there later. Don't worry. And then, uh, you know, it, it's a solid two charges. Um, you know, sometimes I, I won't lie. There's, there was a good amount of games that I didn't, I mean, I had the lock on there, but I probably say I've only, I only use the target lock maybe three times throughout the entire, you know, day. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely something that like, it's cool. Um, and it's a great to have that as mods, but I, I think at the same time, it's uh, it's it's, it's worth three points. I, I like it. Um, but yeah, it, it, now that everyone knows my secret, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, great event. Um, you know, I, I you know think that people I don't want to say are sleeping on scum, but I, I don't I, I don't think they're as down for the count. And you know, I, I am a scum enthusiast. Uh, there's definitely better things out there. Um, but with a little bit of practice and, you know, I think they're contenders, um, you just got to figure them out and, you know, throw those two fangs on the table. Well, and I mean, this, we, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. A lot of times, uh, the, it's the pilot versus, you know what I mean? It's the player versus the list. Right. And you are an experienced hand with scum. You obviously play very well. I've, I've I've played against you playing it and gotten rocked by lists that I just don't think I should. Like I'm like, oh, I could beat this, right? Uh-huh. You set up at the table, you're like, I could beat this, and you just get destroyed <laughs> by it. I mean, so, in, yeah. in a similar manner, I want to shout out again. We talked about Dan uh, a couple times here, but Dan was flying. He he, I said, oh, I was like, why why this, right? And he was like, oh, because I wanted to try it. Like he just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. to try, it. and he did great with it. Like he like that w- he was ahead in our game until I was able to like finally get Aura Sing off the table. But he had, so he had Sunfac with Ensnare, Predator, Marksmanship, Targeting Computer. And I never even had a shot at taking out Sunfac. He just, he right. plays Sunfac really well. I didn't even have a chance. He had Dirge with Deadeye Shot, Ion Cannon, Xanadu Blood, and Django Fett. And he had uh, Aura Sing with Concussion Bombs, uh, Delayed Fuses, Slave One Title, Veteran Tail Gunner, and then lastly, Chertek plus Ensnare. Now Chertek, when I was setting up against him, I was like, all right, Chertek is my my number one, I'm going to kill him. And then Aura is going to be my number two, try to kill her, right? And like that was my, my game plan going. It was like, kill them. Uh, and I did, right? I did. I killed both those ships. But uh, Chertek being I-4, it was easier to kill, especially in my list that has a lot of I-5, I-6, right? Uh, and Aura Singh, uh, you know, she has a force, right? Uh, she has a fire spray, but again, she's I-4. Uh, and under under concentrated fire, she can die, right? And she will die, right? right? Um, but but even this list where you look at it, you're like, listen, CIS is also not the strongest faction right now per the masses. This is not a list combination you see very often, but in, in an experienced CIS player's hands, it was a force to be reckoned with, right? right? Yeah. And if I underestimated it, or if anyone under, anyone who underestimated Dan was wrong to do so, because it, it's it's a like he flew it really well and knew what his ships could do, right? Um, yeah, and it was just like it was like strong stuff. We saw a lot of um, a lot of resistance five ship out there, right? You know, Gary made top four. Like I said, he had uh, he had Snap, he had Jess, he had Elo. And I want to shout out this Elo, Elo plus Swarm Tactics to make an I-5 Jess Pava. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, those three T-70s, he had Zori Bliss, 
with Plasmas, Wartime, R4, uh, Dorsal, and then Lulo, Lampar with uh, Shield, Marksman, Predator, which is also like, that's that's a solid five ships, right? Uh, but we saw one, two, three, at least three five ship resistances. Um, one of them was Jason uh, from RSG, who's been, a, he's a resistance main through and through. I, mean, I know he plays other stuff and sorry, Jason, to pigeonhole you as a resistance main, but I, I believe I believe you to be a resistance man in your heart, in your heart of hearts. Um, and then, you know, we had a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, so I, play, I I faced, I faced resistance. I faced FO, faced rebels, uh, CIS and, uh, and another empire list, right? Like we were kind of like all over the place with what I was seeing across the table. Um, and it's just, there's a lot of strong stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really think, I really think it is like, you know, it's, it, it, it does a lot of it comes down to like player skill and decision. Right. Cause you think like you were saying, you look back at decision-making. Right. And I definitely goofed early, in early games with my, my setup and my placement. Um, you know, a lot of like self bump soon tier and mm. this and that. Right. Um, you know, it didn't give enough space for the bombers. I, I really have lately been doing lists where they're all the same initiative, right? So I'm like, really have that flexibility, but I, I lost that with this list. I did not have that same flexibility. Um, and then, but some things I was pretty proud of, right? I was pretty proud of leveraging the death fire ability because folks expect it all the time. They're like, they're, they're living in fear of that death fire launch or drop. Um, and I use it, I use it relatively, not, I don't want to say conservatively, like I never use it, but like I don't use it first chance I get. I no longer, like, you know, the first time I was playing Deathfire, I'm like, all right, <laughs> turn two, 5K, three drop, right? <laughs> I don't do that anymore, unless I really, unless it's like the right move. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of times it's like I'm, I'm waiting for an opportunity to like three hard out and then do a, a bank drop behind me. Uh, right. with like a proton bomb to like just nail some folks and set up for the next turn Connor net. And if you're doing a three hard instead of like a three K you're going to end up with the ability to grab your focus. Right. So it's like making decisions like that is uh, important. Number one. Uh, and number two is like things, things I'm like trying to recognize in what I was doing that was like, okay, this was a good move, right? Like this was a good way to approach this specific piece. Right. Um, and then, yes, I mean, and, and I I was talking with some folks today about maybe switching up like a major rhymer loadout to something else. And, uh, you know, my love of few cards on the table. So, like, I don't think I will be. Right. <laughs> it's hard to get fewer cards from major rhymer than four. And it's uh, and some folks were like, oh, man, there's like feedback ping and, you know, concussion uh, clusters and like this like combo it's like six cards on ride where i'm like i can't do that <laughs> right <laughs> that's gonna be a no for me <laughs> um but yeah but I'll, I'll tell you right now i had enough fun with this that i'm gonna pack either this or a variation of a slight variation of this for for fangs out, fangs out. Packs, right okay. um and i don't know i haven't actually thought much deeply about the strategy of fangs out how it would differ from standard 75 minute rounds um but uh, I said, I'm, gen yeah, first, I, I'm right? generally, like, generally curious if has there ever been a like legitimate fangs out tournament, like, right. Or of, of the scale, we'll be able to get a PAX, right? Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, so, here's uh, the thing though. People that might not pre-sign up, but when they scrub out. Right. I, I think that's going to be the thing is, you know, I, I didn't send out a uh, fangs out email. 
um, because I anticipate people to sign up for that after they don't make cut the next day. Um, so the numbers that I'm kind of looking at is there's going to be approximately 15 to 16 people that will make day two, um, which is a, a solid number. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're leaving the signups open up until uh, Sunday morning. Um, so you can just walk up and sign up for Fangs Out that morning. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'm really excited to see how that kind of pans out. I got, I just, I purchased 24, uh, you know, timers for everyone's table um, and everything like that. So we're going to go over some rules because, I mean, you know, it's, it's a little bit tricky, but we'll go over that all Sunday morning. Um with it um i'm very i'm very excited to see it play i was excited when i first saw that mode uh that game mode yeah you know, released i was like this sounds great because i uh i i am a fast dial setter right like i it is a little bit of a personal challenge for myself to always be the first one to set dials yeah. right like i don't like to keep people waiting on me um and sometimes i've i feel like i'm then pressuring other people yeah but i'm not i'm not i just i like to be the first one who says styles like i like to i like to be very confident in my moves sometimes i i end up making mistakes that way like and i have to rethink myself right and check myself a little bit but i very much like like to be quick with it so i'm really eager to see that kind of like framed as part of the game so, so many times and i mean this only really kind of happens in like you know turn one or two when like there's no engagement but like if i have the initiative or whatever it's called now first player um it's i catch myself like setting my dials as the other person's still moving their ships and i'm just like all right uh but with that being said we're gonna we are gonna have a rule that no one is to touch be setting their dials until that clock is started so okay yeah Um, so you can't get you can't uh you can't do a sneaky you can't like sneak your way into yeah you can't like you know oh, i'm gonna i really got four minutes because i'm starting to set my dial as soon as i uh you know pick it up but yeah so i mean obviously you can move your dial back to your playmats or whatever like that but no one should be setting their dials until that clock is started um mm-hmm. you know just make it fair across the board so um obviously you can be thinking about it there's nothing we can do about that you know but right yeah you can't force people to turn their brain off i get it right yeah so but i'm excited to to see what happens i need to turn my brain off after packs i want to get dark you should should, should, just you're gonna put you in cryo sleep until worlds after packs (laughs) yeah i gotta still chase my invite oh you're right (laughs) are there any other events coming up i need i need to find i need chris daniels to uh to uh Run a Sunday event for me. Let's go, Chris. Let's go, Wherever Chris. Okay, Let's speaking go, of Chris. Chris, since he's not here, not Star here. Wars question of the week. Late, late Star Wars question of the week. Let's do it, and then we'll okay. wrap up. Since right. Chris isn't here, I got a couple answers. All right. All right. So, you are an X-Wing pilot. You're a, I don't know, a admiral, whatever, and you are, let's say, either about to you know, charge into battle or something in space, or you maybe, let's say you're a smuggler being chased by either the empire or we'll even say the new order. Um, you know, the, whatever they call the, uh, new Republic or even, I guess the first order, what are you blasting over the speakers in the cockpit? You So you're saying I am, I am the no no no. Let's say let's, okay. Let's say you're a I'm pilot. Picking, I'm picking you're a picking character. a pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Or you know maybe you are a pilot. Let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. Wedge Antilles. Ooh. Grabs his his uh his cassette 
Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion pops that into his T65. All right. He's rocking he's, that mustache. He's fucking vibing with a cool electric like beat to that as he mercs TIE Fighters. That Wedge Antilles Sweet Emotion is playing okay. on loop in that T65. What do you got? All right. So, I mean, because I was flying Afra this weekend, she's yeah. got like Skrillex on full blast. <laughs> just all these robots. Around. I mean, if you don't know who Dr. Afra is and like her lore, she just, you know, BT1 and triple zero. She's another butter. Yeah. Um, so she, she's probably like full on, you know, dub stepped up, just blasting mm-hmm. that stuff. But then Correct. I was also thinking, I was like, you know, it, it's a, it's a weaker response, but you know, I was thinking about like Admiral Thrawn just like sitting in like a super star star destroyer blasting like Mozart or classical of some sort. Oh yeah, just, you know, watching shit. the battle or like Flying maybe two Valkyries, yeah, <laughs> or Chewbacca like just listening to some war drums, you know, in, in the Falcon or something. I was like, man, there could be so many cool okay, possibilities. Hang on. Let's be clear, Chewbacca is a ska head. He's like all oh. in on third wave ska. Dude, okay, so and, I saw and that's why fucking Han, who's a square, he won't let him touch the radio no more. <sighs> Dude, I saw the funniest meme ever on Instagram, and it was just like, you you think you know ska, name this band. But it was just like a Drew Carey show advertisement, and I was cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, because they fucking they same outfits. Exactly. I was like, that's great. Drew Carey and checkerboard pants. <laughs> so I was like, this is great. Yeah. But uh, that'd be great. Uh, Chewbacca listen to the ska. Of course he does. Yeah, right? Uh, so, but yeah, they, they're my answers. Uh, yeah, I, li- I like I like the idea of uh, I like the idea of Thrawn enjoying some like Flight of the Valkyries. Uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> Vader would listen to some like emo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tortured inside. Oh my god. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like... A chemical romance on repeat. He's got Padme cut into his wrists. <laughs> he's got his he's got his helmet slightly tilted to the side, so only half of his eyes peeking out. Nothing can hurt as much as not having her. <laughs> God damn. The only way I can feel is these songs. I feel like uh what, what do you think like uh Palpatine's listening to like probably like church music? Like Gregorian chants, but that's probably like yeah. Well, the cha- remember, remember the end of Rise of Skywalker, like the, the like the yeah. Sith chants. That's his jam. He's like, he actually had to teach them all that music before they were not real, real like Sith true believers. He was like, all right, everybody get together, and he's like, he's like conducting them. He's like, when she gets here, when she gets here, you get started this part. Do you think like Vulture droids are just listening to like AOL dial up tones? Well, Vulture droids, um, do they have, do they have radios in there. Like the Vulture droid is the. The ship is the robot. Right, right? I got you. Okay, but it's not like, like a pilot. Okay, let's say Magna Guards. Magna Guards, Electronica. Like they're definitely they're like listening to house music. Okay. We are. Let's say okay. Who would? All right. Let's say Grievous. Then I mean he's technically not a robot. General Grievous. Let's see. What does he listen to? Uh, General Grievous listens to classic rock for sure. Okay, that's a good one. His fucking he he flies a space beamer, right? He he flies like a space muscle car. He listens to classic rock. He's like like but like like fifties. He's listening to like Elvis. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. I like, I, all right. What about Yoda in his Jedi class starfighter? His little tiny one. Yeah, like, does he just give it like yodeling? <laughs> no. All I can think about <laughs> is that Yoda song. That that stupid Yoda song. The uh, seagulls. I'm not familiar with the stupid Yoda song. Uh, I, I but now I'm thinking of the uh, the Just Dance uh, Star Wars uh, Han Solo song. <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh my god! I'm but, gonna uh, I'm gonna send you a link to that. Uh, you can enjoy that. I, I will and send I will, you the seagulls. Yoda song. I'm gonna put I put a link in the description to this uh, Han Solo song, and I'm sorry in advance, Andrew. Thank you for joining me, listeners. Join us at PAX next weekend, December first through third. There are still passes available, day passes available to purchase. There are still slots for the World Qualifier. There's plenty of slots for Fangs out. Come see us. Come play X Wing. Come have fun at one of the best board game conventions I've ever been to. I can't wait to see you, Andrew, there. I can't wait to see some listeners there. I can't wait to have a great time. Uh, Thank you again for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This has been yet another X-Wing podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Burr, 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 burr.